Hello and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com. I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful week wherever you are. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about an interesting topic today because you will have heard, if you listen to this podcast a while, you will have heard me say, don't follow tipsters. Um, and I kind of use that as a blanket statement. Uh, and there's reasons for that, which I'm going to get into a bit today. But I had a really good question from a member um, this past week, and um, his name was Tom. I, I think I can reveal the name, as there's a lot of Toms on the site. Um, but yeah, he's basically said, Martin, you say don't follow a tipster and develop your own strategy, which is great advice. But I do follow a tipster. My profits are very good. My question is, is it possible to reverse engineer his tips in the software we have? Um, it's my plan in the future. Uh, let me know. Okay, this is a great question. I'll tell you why. Because it, it is funny. In confirming that you shouldn't follow a tipster, this guy's actually doing quite well. And the big problem here, as you can see, is that he's asking, well, can I reverse engineer his selections? He's obviously good at what he does. Now, there's a lot of traders out there that are good at what they do. There's a lot of people who make money on Betfair. There's a lot of people who make money bet straight betting. There's a lot of people who make money trading, okay? We know that's the truth. We know that is true. And this question actually kind of exemplifies that in the sense that this tipster's obviously doing well. Now, I've got no context of how long he's been doing well. I've got no context of, is that likely to continue for the rest of eternity, okay? But what I have got context of is that this person is already worried that they aren't able to know how he makes his selections. This is a massive problem with tipsters. This is a massive problem because essentially, you're almost relying on kind of hearsay, like, oh, here's a selection. But I'll tell you what, I'm not going to tell you how I made the selection. Just get on it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right? Which is all fine and dandy if, if literally all you want to do is follow someone and not become your own successful trader. But it doesn't make you any good at betting just because you follow it and make money. And it doesn't give you any skills other than being able to follow a tip. And it doesn't help you if, as what nearly always happens with tipsters, this guy goes off the... And ultimately, in the long run, you know, if this guy goes off radar, what can you do? There's nothing you can do, right? If this guy disappears one day, which often happens with tipsters, this is why I say this. It doesn't just come from a place of, um, you know, not... A, a lack of experience, if you will. It comes from experience. And um, I remember, and I'll use the greatest story about this because this happened to me. So I set up a tipping service with a tennis trader about, well, oh, it must be, I mean, it's going to be many, many years ago because I didn't even have kids then. So you're probably looking at seven, eight years ago when BTC was really in its infancy. And this person was really good at making tennis selections to a point. So we said, we, he was great, he was part of the community, 
but he didn't want to. He didn't want to be part of the community. He wanted to do his own thing. He wanted to sell his service, right? Okay, fair enough. People will pay for tipsters, no matter what I tell you, whether it's a good idea or not. People will still do it. So I said, okay, I'll help you with this. Um, obviously, at that point, I had no idea that Betfair Trading Community was going to take off the way it has. But so I was like, okay, I'm open to that. We'll go into it, fifty-fifty, whatever. Um, and we carried on. I created it all for him, set up the service. The day of launch, we, we planned the launch. The day of the launch, you know, and I'm quite... A tr one, one of the problems I have, I'm, I'm a little bit, or at least I was back then, a little bit naive in, in my trust for people. I always try and see the good in people. You know, I like to believe that ultimately people are good. And what actually brings you down in the long term is the suffering you go through in life and things that happen in life that actually turn people back. And I see this with children all the time. I mean, taking this away, because this is part of the story. I know this is a little bit off track. But, you know, I've, I've had two children, and I've seen that ultimately they're good, they're innocent. They're not racist. They're not sexist. All of that stuff develops in people as they age, as experiences happen to them. You know, um... I think, I think it, it's actually quite disturbing sometimes when you go into school and you see like a child being mocked because they might like, you know, the colour pink, a boy. And it's, it's crazy, right? Because ultimately, when you're four years old, right, and any age really, why would it matter what colour is your favourite? That literally makes no, I mean, think about it. It literally makes no sense, right, at all. It's a colour. It's the same as any other colour. They're all equal. Colours don't have bias. Colours don't have genders attached to them. We've done all this, right? And what happens is that I try to believe that people are good and ultimately what happens is that society kind of bashes it out of people. So anyway, we, we sort of shared everything I shared, you know, like I do with you guys. And you, you can probably tell I'm quite open, I'm quite honest. Um, I'm very accountable, uh, you know, in everything I do. And I love that. I love the fact that I can be like that. There's, you know, there's no secrets. There's no skeletons in my closet. If you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know me very well. You know, we're good friends, aren't we? And I trusted this guy the way I trust Ryan and Adam. So we shared, obviously I shared all the passwords and things like that. On the day of the launch, he changed all the passwords he took over the the site itself. Um, ironically, he needed my help to set it all up, and I was actually running the business side of it. But he decided, hey, why should I need help with that? You know, 50%. I could have 100% of everything, right? Anyway, he then went behind my back, messaged a load of people in the community, said, you know, I've got this tip, and come and pay me. And a few people did. He was a good tipster. Do you know how long that service lasted? Less than a month. <laughs> Less than a month. And there's a couple of lessons to take away from this. The first one is a personal one for me, not really relevant to you. Is that I was right. You need someone to help. Partnership will help you boost something. And when you try and do it alone without the skills, it's incredibly difficult. But more importantly for you guys, this is a guy who's actually a good tipster 
and he disappeared within a month. And a lot, and if you were around back then, you will know who I'm talking about, and you will know exactly what happened, and that this is this is true. What this is a true what happened, and I wasn't even a part of that part of the process because he'd locked me out. At, you know, which you know each to their own. But interestingly, he didn't last. I used to follow a horse racing tipping service back in the day. It was a value horse racing tips. They were very good. And then they had a horrendous one. And I mean horrendous. To the point where they actually gave out and they said next month is free. Next month followed the same trend and they were never seen again. It's interesting, isn't it? What happened? Why did they suddenly go from... Because in theory... They seemed to know what they were doing. Well, of course, I never knew the person. I never heard them speak. They never gave their real name. A lot of these people don't. It's actually quite disturbing. A lot of you guys will know me well. You know, I was on Facebook. You knew you knew my profile. Same with Ryan and Adam. You know our names. We're very open and honest. But there's a lot of people in this industry, and I've even talked to some people who own other companies in the industry, and they'll just call themselves, you know, a nickname. But they don't give their real name. Which I always find disturbing. You know, what are you hiding? And often, sadly, there are things being hidden. And that's the reason. And I would say almost to a man, someone who's not open enough to even give their name, has some serious skeletons in their closet. And that's my problem with tipsters. You know... What happened at that company? They were doing well and suddenly they did really badly. Well, it could just be variance, maybe. But but did something change at the top? Because you can ride out variance, but did someone leave? Was it a partnership? And, you know, you've got all these things. And this is why I always say to people, the value of being able to create your own strategies, create your own profitable strategies using the software on BetfairTradingCommunity.com, it's, it's an infinite value to you because you don't have to worry about, well, I don't know how they make their tips. Well, you do now because on BetfairTradingCommunity.com, any strategy I create on that software that's good, I share, and you can see how the selections are made. All you have to do is click Edit Filter on the filter itself. You will see the exact criteria used. This will give you great scope to create your own strategies, to look at what I'm doing, or just slightly adapt mine, or even just follow mine, and but know the process, so that if I die tomorrow, you will still be carrying on. And that's the point, right? It doesn't matter what happens to Adam, Ryan, or me. We're not tipsters. So you will still have your strategy. You will still be able to make money. How good is that long term compared to following someone? I always, I, I remember reading um, Doyle Brunson's Super System poker book many, many, I mean, God, it must be nearly 20 years. I mean, how scary is that when you think about it? Nearly 20 years ago now. And I remember that one of the things he talked about was not going to the poker table if you've just had an argument with your girlfriend or wife, right? And I can think of stuff in my life. I mean, one of the things that 
aggravates me like crazy in my life is the tennis. If anyone's ever been a part of a club or anything like that, the team selection in tennis and how politicised it all is, it drives me insane. And, you know, there'll be times in the year where if I'm involved with the teams, I will just be, a lot of my mental energy will be wasted, quite frankly, on, on just being livid about that. And it's interesting, isn't it, that with that frame of mind, I know I shouldn't be, you know, trading out of my feelings. Sure, if I've got a system I follow and there's software's come up with something, I can follow it. If I'm... If I know I'm not going to be tilted when I follow it and I just do what the computer tells me essentially, then that's fine. And again, that's the beauty of the software. You know, a tipster, a lot of the time, there's not real... See, it depends what you hear or what you believe, but I know that a lot of tipsters, there's no process to what they do. And I've heard, I've heard them say things like, well, you know... I don't really have a system. I just kind of watch a game and, yeah, I kind of just trade depending on how I feel about it. Okay, that's great. But when you're following someone who does that, you've got no process to work from. How do you know if they're having an off day? How do you know if they've had an argument with their girlfriend? They're not, not going to send out the tips. They're making money from sending you guys tips, right? Which, again, it is it kind of... it. It's always a bit of a, a, a grey area for me where I'm like, I don't know if I, if I fully trust someone who's selling tips and not just using it to make their own money. Because, you know, and that's why I've always said we aren't tipsters. We are not tipsters. We will email you out the strategies in the software that have been doing well. But it's up to you to look at those strategies, decide what you want to do with them, whether you follow them, whether you use it as a shortlist to do further research. The onus is essentially on you because that's really important. If you want to make long-term money in this game, the onus has to be on you. You have to do it. And again, a tipster is not focused on you whatsoever. They don't give a toss about you. They really don't. And it's sad because, you know... BetfairTradingCommunity.com is one big family. And we're here to help each other. We're here to turn people into professional traders. That's our goal. That is our goal. We want you to become a profitable trader. That is our goal. But the software allows you to carry on. You know, let's say there's a few people obviously who are pro on the forum already. And you might think, well, why do they hang around? What you know, they're making money, they know how to make money now. What it's the software. It's the sense of community as well, obviously, but but mostly it's the software. If you've got software that you can put a strategy into and it gives you your selections each day, and I'm about to do a video, funnily enough, on and this would have pro- video would have probably already released because it's probably ahead of the podcast scheduling. But I'm about to do a video on a strategy I deve- developed and basically four other strategies that I've only changed a slight thing and then comparing the kind of the results and the feedback from those strategies and it's amazing you know I could so for example on this strategy I've got my original list of games doesn't filter anything out I just use the strategy settings themselves you know um, and leave it at that 
But then, you know, I've got a second one that I've saved, a new one that I just saved new, and that has some leaks restricted. And then I've got another one that has an odds restriction in place. And then I can literally test these strategies on a spreadsheet next to each other because a lot of the selections overlap um, and all of them will come from the original list, won't they? Because the original filter hasn't been filtered down in terms of leagues and odds. So I'll always be able to just look at that list and get a result and copy it over to the other sheets. I mean, that's so easy to do. And I can look at one strategy in four or five different ways and compare and find out what is the best way to approach this strategy. And I feel like that kind of skill is what makes you a good trader. Following someone isn't. It's not a skill. You, you don't learn anything. You don't become a good Betfair trader just by following tips. And I always get concerned. I do get Because like I say, we send out a daily email with some of the best selections from strategies that have been doing well. But I always get concerned when I hear that, you know, someone's just following those those daily email selections and they're not developing their own strategy. They're not really focusing on what they should be in. And a lot of the time I think, oh, I'd sooner just get rid of the daily email because I, I do worry that sometimes people kind of get lost in that when ultimately you should be working on your strategies to crack the game. You shouldn't just be relying on someone else because that's not what I want people to do. It's the and I always use this analogy, so apologies to anyone who's listened a few times and heard it a lot, but it is that concept of if you give the man a fish, he eats for a day. If you give him a fishing rod, he can eat for the rest of his life. And that's the truth. We're giving you the fishing rod. We are not gonna give you a fish. I don't want you to eat for a day. I want you to become a profitable Betfair trader. I want you to become good at trading on Betfair, good at making money from betting. I do. That's ultimately my goal. You know, that's what gets me out of bed every morning. I know I say it a lot, but it's true, okay? And you've got to have that drive. You've got to have something that gets you out of bed every day. And for me, that's what it is. And so I really want to help you all. If you need any help, I say it a lot, but get in touch get in touch with me. You can email me, info at betfairtradingcommunity.com. Remember to ask for me as well if you email me or you know, it might go to Ryan or Adam, which is fine. They're good at answering it. But if you do want me to answer something specifically, put my name in the email. Um, it does make me laugh how many people will say, hey, Ryan, just listen to your podcast about so-and-so. And I'm like, well, that was me. That wasn't Ryan. Um, but yeah, so it's... Uh, it's brilliant. I really want you guys to keep doing well. And hey, look, if you want to follow Tips to Is Profitable, there's nothing wrong with that. But ultimately, that's got to be a side thing. If that's the only thing you're doing in this industry, then you know, you're not going to last long because they don't tend to last long, unfortunately. Um, you know, I've got so many examples. I could even give you more examples, but I'm not going to bore you. All right, guys, I hope you have a great week. And most importantly, hope you make some money trading on Betfair.